It's a good show. Hi, this is Jeffrey Gaines, and you're listening to Radio 8-Ball with Andras Jones. We're Radio 8-Ball, give us a shake. Here in the studio, tempting fate. Here in the studio, putting questions to the songs that we will randomly select. With our friend, Synchronicity. It's Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. It's time for the Radio 8 Ball Show. It's time for the Radio 8 Ball Show. It's time for the Radio 8 Ball and welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones. Here at Starburns Industries in Burbank, California, with the talented and lovely Britta Phillips. Why, thank you. She's providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations with the help of keyboardist Marshall Thompson. And now we're joined by her songwriting, her her partner in so many things, Dean Wareham. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. Welcome. Hello. Good evening. Good day. Whatever time it is. Yeah. Whatever a time it is, wherever you are, that's the time it is. Yeah, wherever you are, right? That's true. That's right. Of course. So, so obviously, you are musical partners, partners in life, partners in crime. We asked. We've got a we got a marriage license. We went down to <laughs> City Hall and got one of those. How, how long you been <laughs> married? That too. Uh, I think it's twelve. Eleven. Years. Eleven years. I think twelve. Twelve. <laughs> 11 or 12, and how long have you been playing music together? Since 2000. Oh, we can't answer that. So you were playing music together before you were a couple. Yes, that's how we met. Yes. Yes, we were. That is true, technically. Hold on a second. We're getting some kind of weird... Are you hearing that, Travis? Oh, no. Like a game of Pong. Shoot. Sorry. Are you playing some stuff? No, I did that by accident. Sorry, yeah. Hold on. Are you... Are you hearing that crackling? Stand by. I'm hearing like a. Yeah, it's like. But maybe if it's not, if they're not getting it, then. If they're not getting it, probably not. It's fine. It's quiet where I am. Okay. Sorry about that. So. So yeah. So you. So you. You. Were playing music first. So how did you two meet? Yes, Britta. Britta joined. uh, Britta auditioned um, to be in this band, Luna. When our other bass player quit, retired from the music business, yeah, and um, Reti- that was like, that was uh, late 1999, I think. And uh, she won the audition. 
And uh, when you say that the other bass player retired, was that did they retire because someone sprinkled some some something some poison in their drink or something? <laughs> Fred always wanted Although that gig looked, so bad. She just he's alive and doing well. I think he was just burned out. You know, you get to a point as a band, a band like Luna, we've been together at that point almost eight years, and I think it had sort of plateaued. That's what people say, it plateaued. We, we, you know, we were doing well. We were, you know, playing the, well, we were doing well, but we'd been dropped by our label, and we'd been dropped by our accountant. <laughs> How humiliating. <laughs> he said we weren't, make, we weren't even making enough money to make it worthwhile to the, for them to be our accountant. In the music business, you have accountants who um, they're like, they're, they're, sometimes they're your business manager and they're taking 5%. So I think that there were anybody who's not earning this amount, drop them. Anyway, so um, he, um, he, um, his, his wife got pregnant. He moved back to New Zealand where he's from. We and, were just um, talking about New Zealand in our last segment. Yeah. Dean's from New oh, Zealand. Yeah. That's where I'm from too originally, but you know, I've, I've lived most of my life in the United States. Did you ever, did you ever happen to like open up just some random closet and see a, a drum with a bunch of swastikas on it? <laughs> no, well, not uh, in New Zealand. No, I, I don't think you'd see that in New Zealand. Well, no, so someone saw it. Someone saw that in, in New Zealand. In Dunedin, it was really? in Dunedin. Yes, Caitlin says. Oh uh, well, Actually, you know, I mean, hi. it might have been some German. You know what? My um, my cousin, she's married to a German, and he he likes to collect some memorabilia, like That's not swastikas. I don't think he'd go that far, but he's got some some toy soldiers. <laughs> toy German soldiers. Or little little. I th- think so. Nice. Something like that. Doesn't he? Brandon? What did he have? Did he have something like he that? As well as he's got, he's Star also got Wars a room full too. of um, like um. Um, you know, Darth Vader dolls and stuff like yeah, that. But he's very—he's a nice guy. He's not a. Yeah. Yes, he's lovely. Anyway, I didn't mean to go down that rabbit hole. I just figured since we're talking about New Zealand, it's nice to know that you have not had that experience because listeners might no. just think that behind every closed door in New Zealand, there's some weird Nazi drum. And no, nice, <laughs> it's nice to know nice that's not down there. that's not every that's not the case all over the place. So, and what do you do? You have do you have some music? We we heard about this project that Caitlin played on the you oh, yeah. versus Dean Wareham versus Cheval that's right. You've had Caitlin on, right? I yes. heard you did when She's you were here. doing she the. Says um, hi. What's that? What what's that orchestra she plays with? What's that? The um the Wild Honey the Orchestra. Like the, yes, the Wild Honey Orchestra. Yeah, yes. that's when I first met her. Me yeah. too. Me too. Yeah, that's a that's yeah, a heavy I was doing crew. The, um, the Big Star tribute show, and she was playing in that. Oh yeah, didn't yeah, see, I forgot you'd done that. Yeah. And I sang a song with um, Susanna Hopps, who I know you've also had on your show. Yes, indeed. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. She asked a she asked a question inspired by a book of poems by Pablo Neruda. Oh, oh, is that what it was? Yes. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> she was Chris Price's guest, and she was. It was great. She was bragging right. about how she was the one who introduced Chris Price to John Bryan. I was like, you guys are all so cool. <laughs> it hurts. Yep. It hurts me how cool you are. But then I reminded myself, hey, wait a second. You're on my show. So. Yeah. Yeah. I guess there I must go. be, you know, at least on the periphery of their cool. So, yeah. Yeah. So you, so what song did you sing with Susanna Haas? Femme Fatale. Um, we did Femme Fatale, which is it was a, it was a, the tribute to, to Big Star's third album, and it, that's actually a Velvet Underground song. 
would not have been my first choice to do that one, just because it's not a big star song, but um, did it as a duet. But the Velvet Underground were big stars, so there you go. There you go. Yes, and big star were obviously very into them. Right. So, uh, so, and and do you have, do you and Britta have some music coming up anytime? Well, I play well, on your on your album. It's coming out. Yeah, I have a new. I have an album coming out that it's like an album. For, I'm going to say it's western covers of western songs, as opposed to country. It's not country. It's western. It's like cow, cowboy songs. Some of them from like old Hollywood movies, like like we do. My rifle, my pony, and me from Rio Bravo. And um, is that the one that Ricky Nelson Dean sings? Yes. Yeah. Exactly, Ricky Nelson and Dean Martin sing it together, sitting in a in a jail room. And um, um, so that's called Dean Wareham versus Cheval Sombra, which is the the name of the other guy who sings half the songs. His real name's Chris, but he wanted to. I don't Cheval know why he came up with a French name. But that means dark horse. Dark but yeah, that's coming out. And Britta, yeah, Britta, Britta plays all over that. She and plays sing, bass I sing some and keyboards. And even when, when people are asking, always asking, when are you going to do another Dean and Britta album? But the truth is, I play on her records and she plays on my They're records. all Dean and Britta records at this point. Yeah, they're all, they all are. It's true. So, uh, well, with all of that as context, what is your question for the Pop Oracle? I wanted to know, um, is God happy? Oh. Have you heard has anyone asked that one before? No, no. We've had questions about God, but never about his, her, or their happiness. <laughs> so, uh, okay, well, now we're down to two songs left on the board. Wow. And those two songs are... Um, See what are they? What are they? Song number two, which is "Falling in Love," and song number three, which is "One Fine Summer Morning." And should so, I change the question? No, 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 no. The question's already been okay. asked. So the question is: Is God happy? Now we're going to determine this by flipping the Radio Eight coin, the binary oracular divination tool. And if it lands on heads, it will be song number two, "Falling in Love," is the answer to the question: Is God happy? And if it comes up tails, it'll be song number three, which is One Fine Summer Morning. So hmm. now I'm going to flip the Radio 8 coin. Almost. What is it? And that what came up, is that, that's tails. So it's, uh, which one's that? So it's song number three, <laughs> One Fine Summer okay. Morning. The answer to the question, hmm. is God happy? Okay.
That was One Fine Summer Morning, performed by Britta Phillips with Marshall Thompson on keyboards. And that was uh, a cover song. Yes. Uh, Evie Sands. She didn't write it, but it's it on was her written first by album. a guy named Al Gorgoni. Yeah, that guy. Al Gorgoni wrote that song for Evie Sands. Oh. And that was the answer to Dean's question, is God happy? Because, you know, it's most people are worrying about why isn't God making them happy. But I like that you're you're thinking about someone else for a change. Not for you, well, but I'm for just, humanity. I'm much, yeah, I'm wondering if it's possible. It yeah. seems like the song what? is saying, it seems to me that the song is saying that it, it not yet. <laughs> <laughs> like one, you know, one fine summer morning, it's all going to maybe, I don't know. So That's it, just my guess. It, it sort of so you oh, well the song. What usually I ask the songwriter what they you know what they were thinking. But what is it that inspired you to pick the song? Are you just big, big oh, a big Evie Sands fan? Or? No, I mean I am a fan of hers, but this song in particular, it's just a beautiful song. Is that the ba- um, is that the the arrangement? Is the is the bass part? The, are you playing yeah, the bass part much, from the record? Or pretty much, I think. I think so. I haven't listened to the original one in a while, but I think it's pretty close. It's got flutes. It's got electric guitar. Oh, you know, I'm on mine, but he was talking about her for her version is my version. Her version, yeah. Yeah, is that similar to mine? It's pretty. The arrangement Can't remember. Is, it's been a while since I've listened to hers. And have you recorded this? So you've recorded the song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've okay. recorded it with drum, you know, drums and, um, yes, flute and guitar. 
that's my the bass part is like uh made me think of how the song how long i love those kind of bass but just like just this drony just popping along i love that maybe it's because yeah. when i play bass that's all i can play it's like a conga <laughs> yeah. you know it's mm-hmm. well we actually happen to have a man who who works Close oh, to some opinion? close to to God. <laughs> yeah, he, he's the music director. He's, he's our keyboard player. He's the music director at a Lutheran church in the Palisades. And uh-huh. uh, Marshall, yeah, what, what do you think about this? Well, this is uh, this is this is something you know. It's a, it's kind of a daily devotion, but it's interesting when we're uh, on the fourth line of no more speaking of devotion. Um, mm. I don't believe really God is devoted to us or. or or vice versa, we just kind of work in one, and uh, you know that's that's what the universe is. And uh, I enjoy. I mean, I I enjoy the the Christian teaching. I also enjoy uh, the cosmos. And, yeah. And uh, there was a time where we pictured something more human as a god, and then we figured out that things were God was a little bit bigger than that. So. Right. So maybe it's a silly question. Maybe he, it is. if he's not human but well, does he love all his creatures yeah of course i mean this is you can see it in in the writings of this where the mountain meets the ocean and the promise of a lovely son well if he years. loves all his creatures then he then he he, he surely can't be happy because there's a lot of suffering in the world yeah, there's a lot so of that suffering must make, in, in so that must make him kind of unhappy i it might make him unhappy but he has i think he the the that when you get into that aspect of it then then we're talking religious points of view and dogma and stuff and well, I, I had a question because you said the line was speaking of devotion. No more speaking of devotion. No, I said no more speaking okay. of devotion. Okay, yeah, no, but in this, I'm looking up the lyrics online from the E.V. Sands, and it says another sneaking of devotion. That's just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people get lyrics wrong on the internet. This is what happens when you have a lyric online. <laughs> Yeah, this I, is what happens. People, you know, people start debating the, the word changes and the scriptures. There's a lot of wrong lyrics <laughs> exactly. online. Yeah, think and of uh, well, but I would be pissed uh, off. If I okay, was but to. let's just just think about it. If we were to look at it as that line, because from the standpoint of synchronicity, all lines are valid. Okay, and the fact that that's there. So, in like the idea of a sneaking of devotion, like uh, the idea that. Of people mouthing the words, of people again leaning into the dogma as opposed to the meaning. So you know, I I, I don't know what to make of concepts like God. It seems as a as a as a writer, it just seems like it's 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 like words like love. They're they're very hard to use because they mean so many different things to so many people. Sort of steer clear of those. But but like but when I think about that idea of what would what would i don't know muddy the waters of whatever that the meaning of that concept is it is the hypocrisy it's the like the saying one thing on sunday morning and doing a different thing on monday, monday. morning I, I i guess you know if when we when we're talking about those concepts i, I don't even know how how quote god could be happy or unhappy but there could be dissonance in how we relate to the divine based upon the hypocrisy of people who who talk about God but or talk about those concepts but don't live up to them, right? Mm. 
Yeah, in that in that form. But I think I was mentioning you not too long ago. I just decided to watch Joseph Campbell for no reason, like not no reason, but for on Netflix they have his old interview with uh, Bill Moyers. Bill Moyers, yeah, and it was it's it's very enlightening of all the religions and how they work to to bring a little bit uh, not peace, but I mean to to bring spirit, you know, at least fulfill something we only know, you know, according to. Uh, what's the cosmos guy? Not the protege of of uh, the last guy, on the, the scientist. I know you're. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. But I can't think. Billions and billions. Yeah, billions Carl Sagan. Sagan. Carl Sagan, his protege, which I can't think of his name for some reason for the moment, is just saying that maybe scientists probably only know how four percent how the universe works. The other ninety six percent is really pure speculation, and that's any concept of. Of God, and I think that's what we're yearning. But we get to have lyrics that say, you know, when we see mountains meet the ocean, stuff like this. This is this is devotion, but this is, you know, at some point there'll be no more speaking of devotion, if that's the correct lyric. And the protege yeah. you were talking about is Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, Neil deGrasse. Yeah. Okay, Tyson. cool. Just tie that is yeah tying up those knots. So, Dean, you know, you asked a question that is impossible to answer, and so it's also impossible to get get the answer wrong. So I love that. Those are my favorite kind of questions to ask on the show. All right, good. You know, it allows us to just sort of bat it around a little bit. But I want to leave you with the last the last word on the interpretation, since you're the one who asked it. Are there any, like, what do you think? Do you think... Well, God I don't know. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm thinking it's, you know, it's one fine summer morning for somebody. I, yeah, I mean, the... It's often one fine summer morning, but then uh, all of, all over the world is uh, evil and, and suffering. So, uh, still hard to know. Is it if it's possible for us to be uh, to be happy while we're aware of uh, evil and suffering? But I don't think we're going to solve it tonight, are we? <laughs> well. Uh, no, I, I don't think we. I don't think we will. But I do think that there is like, because it's it's something that's been sh- showing up as a theme on this show because people are asking really dark questions, and a lot of times what we get are reflections of brief moments of happiness, brief moments of peace, one fine yeah. summer morning in the midst of all of the horror of the world, maybe the modern world, just being of life in general, that there are these moments where you wake up next to someone who you care about or you you see the the light reflects off your coffee and you have this feeling of optimism for the day in spite of everything that we that you're talking about and that we know and that that if if we have if if a concept like God has meaning, it's we get to experience that experience that meaning in these very simple, intimate moments of peace that we find in the midst of all the other stuff. So I think the song does reflect that, is whether or not God is happy that we can find happiness in a simple moment of one one fine summer morning. Yeah, and it's talking about a moment. It's not saying all the time, you know, every Sunday. (laughs) Yes. Not every Sunday morning, just one. One f- oh, and it's Sunday morning, so it does sort of... No, no, it's summer. I just oh, said sorry. Sunday. We I don't know really Sunday. what the lyrics are at all. No, yeah. It is. No, it's summer. It's summer. <laughs> okay. I swear. I just said Sunday. So the song might be called One Fine Summer Morning. It is. And it might be by Evie Sands, and the lyrics might be correct online or, or not. Well, 
I'm I'm really excited to hear this this new this record of Western songs. Uh, oh, you met first of all. Uh, sorry. In closing, uh, Britta, you mentioned that there was a song that was on the record that was sung by James Coburn in a movie. What song was that, and what movie was that? Wandering Star and Dean. What's the movie? It's from the movie Paint Your Wagon, oh. which was a was a it was a Broadway musical before. So With Clint Eastwood. So. Wait, it, it was Lee Marvin, not James Let Coburn. Me, yeah, sorry. Okay, I, Lee I, Marvin. I, yeah. My okay. Men met, mixed up. Good. <laughs> People often confuse those two. Well, because they're both so damn tough. They're both good. Yes, they're both tough, and they're they're sort of blonde and rugged, and yeah, Yeah. it happens. Do you have a favorite, Coburn or Marvin? Um, I think I'd have to go with Lee Marvin, but... Me too. Yeah, but Coburn's great, too. Nothing wrong with James Coburn, but he's no Lee Marvin. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't have a number one hit. (laughs) <laughs> which is the song was a number one hit in England. That's uh, awesome. Wandering Star. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a great recording. You should seek it out and um, yeah. you, you can hear them. Uh, what's his name? What do we say? Coburn? No, Clemar. You can hear him. He just kind of, he's nervous and he's kind of talking his way through it. He, and he's oh, very but it was a huge hit. I love it. Not I in love this country. that movie. It's one of the weirdest movies <laughs> ever. Yeah. And I, I highly recommend it to, Everyone, you you should see Paint Your Wagon, and you should check out the song from Paint Your Wagon on the new record from Dean Wareham called Dean Wareham versus, versus Cheval Sombre. Cheval. It's French Sombre. for dark for dark horse. Yes. Which he wanted to call his band with. the Dark Horses, but it was already taken, so he did it in French. Sweet. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Dean. Thanks, Dean. Okay, thank you. Have I'll a good see night. You later. Make God happy. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio 8 Ball Show.
star. Wheels are made for rolling, mules are made to pack. I've never seen a sight that didn't look better looking back. Stop. 